I love the way you say film. Hello and welcome to the film show. I'm Owen Ronayne filling in for Mike Sheridan this week. I'm joined by Brian Floyd and Dee Lamumbi. Very funny. That's not the oh. first time I've been called. <laughs> what what thing and jing we'll have on this show? What an incredible you. start! Oh, uh, fantastic! We were just talking movie reviewers' ages, and uh, Brian, you are thirty. We are not discussing this. This openly. You're older than uh, Jesus now. We've discovered. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Move on. Straight into movie yeah, news. Good Friday was like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> keep up. Topical. Keep up, buddy. Keep what? up. Can we not talk about how you're becoming older than Christ? I, the, yeah, I'm older than Christ. Yes, the slow decay of my looks and age. Yes, let's open the show with that. It's not that slow. Well, I thought, I thought it was good because it's, it's impre- you look impressively young. You, you look younger than that. Well, you do. Thank you. I don't it's smoke and I don't, I don't. I don't smoke and I don't drink, and I exercise regularly. Mm. And you watch a lot of films. And I watch a lot of films. Have you seen the trailer for It Chapter Two yet? Yes, I have. Let nice segue. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, that film aged me about ten years because it's so terrifying. <laughs> Zing. You can see the grey starting to appear. Literally. No, this was actually terrifying. This was really. What you're looking at in there? You're looking for the grey hairs. There's a patch here. There's like a patch here. You can't really They're see it in this. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can kind of see. You. Yeah, it comes in. We'll get a photo. We'll get a photo of that later for all the people who are listening who want to hear this. Uh, it Chapter 2 trailer. Uh, this was absolutely terrifying. Mm. This really, really was really, really horrifying. But what I found interesting about it was, was that literally the first one minute of this trailer was an entire scene. Yeah. yeah. That was there a was, really interesting setup. That's thought, such yeah. an interesting idea because like usually, you know, in horror films, like they'll either have like one little jump scare in it or they'll have... Like for the trailer, you mean? Yeah, yeah for the trailer, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. It'll be like one small little setup and then boom, jump scare. This literally allowed the entire atmosphere to just percolate mm. in the space of like a minute and a half. And the whole time, like, it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. It's literally just like an old lady walking around her apartment and then her like kind of weird, doing this weird movement in the background, mm. which is always terrifying anyway, that yeah. movement yeah. in the background. And then the bit where she's like talking to her and she's just like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, <laughs> exactly. But like, it's it's just it's it was so unsettling. And from what I understand, I haven't read the book, but my understanding of it is that's kind of like that's a was lifted verbatim from the book. Right. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And people that. who have read the book said that's exactly how I pictured it in my head, oh, which fantastic. is horrifying. Wow. Yeah. And are you looking forward to it? Absolutely. You set the bar high with the first one. Absolutely. I loved the first one. I loved the first one. I thought it was so well done. I thought it was the perfect mixture of that kind of, you know, yearning for nostalgia that like Stand By Me had mm. and then have that mixed with an out-and-out blockbuster horror. Not mm-hmm. as opposed to something like, you know, a psychological... Like, blockbuster horror, in my mind, is something that's really kind of like, it's going full mm. tilt. Yeah. Like, The Conjuring. The Conjuring, yeah. in yeah, my yeah. mind, is a blockbuster horror. Like, um, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. I thought it was such a strong trailer. Yeah, I have to agree. I really liked the first It, and I love the fact that they're bringing all the kids yeah. back. Because my understanding is, I haven't read the book either, and I haven't actually seen the 1990 
kind of TV, was it a TV, TV film? Yeah, it was a TV, TV miniseries. Yeah, yeah. The one with Tim Curry. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't I don't think I will check that out before seeing this because I'd rather almost go into it not knowing at all what's to. going to yeah. happen. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'd rather be surprised. And you've got just such an amazing cast lined up for this who are going to play the adult versions of The Loser Club. You've got Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, who mm. is doing oh, so Oh, I didn't know so he was well in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm really... That's such a good cast. So I'm really, really excited for it. And yeah, I was watching that trailer and just getting like so like slowly creeped out. I mean, horror when it's done well is so, so good. Last yeah. week I saw The Curse of La Llorona and bad horrors are yeah. just so it's so obvious. Bad. Cringe. You know, they're just <laughs> Bad cringe. horror is so bad. Yes, uh, Yeah, no, but like, <laughs> but like it's, it's the difference between what you were saying with the whole blockbuster horror thing yeah. and that kind of, you know, that slow kind of dread. build up of creepiness and dread that you see in the classics like The Shining and Jaws and stuff like that and then there are the kind of cheapy ones that are some t- are, that are just kind of jump scares which sometimes you get like good successful ones like the likes of the non sinister I think have done that kind of formula well and then you yeah. have the bad ones like uh, the Curse of La Llorona and like the Annabelle movie although I think yeah. that Annabelle comes home this, yeah I think that that, that might, could be cool that could be cool especially off the back of Annabelle creation which I saw a couple of years yeah. ago and I quite like that and yeah, I think sure. that kind of did a lot to build up the reputation of Annabelle again um, so yeah but this is going to be a big one and I'm really really excited for yeah. it because yeah. I usually don't actively pursue horrors because I hate the jump scare <laughs> stuff I hate it and I've said that before but I really like good horrors on the basis of them being some of the best movies out there yeah and I think it's interesting as well that just final point just in the actual trailer Pennywise isn't in it he only turns yeah. up in one mm. scene in it like which I think is good because like you know the first one was so heavily leaning on mm-hmm. the Pennywise mm-hmm. like and just yeah. seeing him everywhere like. yeah and Bill so, Skarsgård is so, so He's so good. good. He is incredible. Yeah. But, you, but it's good that they're not repeating it. Like, do you know mm-hmm. that kind of, that they're trying to create, because that's it, because the whole idea was, was Pennywise can change shape, like, mm-hmm. and he just appears as a clown mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. So that idea of him could be anything, could be an old lady, like, yeah. that's yeah. brilliant. Like, that's so clever, like. And you really enjoyed Pet Cemetery as well. Do you I think? love Pet Cemetery. Yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm a massive, massive Stephen King fan. Yeah. I yeah. love all. We of were Stephen. talking about. Are there Gerald's more adaptations, there adaptations well, in the pipeline? Or? Oh yeah, there's loads. Yeah, like I mean, they've got Doctor Sleep coming up oh, with uh, you and McGregor. That's the sequel to The Shining. Uh, the Tommy Knockers is going to be turned. Yeah, Tom- I don't know what that one is. It was terrible. Heard was, of it. Like the Tommy Knockers, it's brilliant in the sense of like Stephen King basically fully. Well, he didn't basically. He did. He admitted that, he says, yeah, I have no memory of writing this. I was like coked out of my brains writing this. No idea what this book is about, but I guess I wrote it. <laughs> no, yeah, he's really like, he's like, really like, he's like, Stephen King, like. I wonder how he got so many books out. So but that's it, like, no, but that's really it. Like he talked about it, like he said in the 80s, I was coked out of my brains. That's how he just like was able to churn no out way. these books out. Like, yeah, like, and like, he said, like, he's no memory of writing the Tommy Knockers. And reading the book, it's clear. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, What's it's, the plot in a Oh nutshell? my God, it's like. I'm trying to remember it. It's like a gas appears in this like town in Maine, obviously, because they're all set in Maine. And then it turns out it's aliens, and it's just, it's so... How in the name of Christ they're going to turn that into a film, I have no idea, but I can't mm. wait to see it. But that's the thing. I think that they have to kind of balance out the horror with kind of the comedy and the campness, if you get what yes. I mean. Yeah, and that's kind of the key to you know making it good. Yeah, yeah. and like even yeah. as well, like even look at something like Gerald's Game, yeah. like which is a brilliant book. 
But I never in a million years would have thought they could have adapted mm. that sure. into a film. Yeah, I, and there are some like really kind of campy bits in that. Oh movie. yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a made-for-Netflix film. Yeah, this is oh, a, okay. it's a Stephen it's King a thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's totally yeah. campy. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. very, very like. God, like Carlo yeah. Gugino and Bruce Green were yeah, like, they're totally just mad. hamming yeah. it up. Like. I was like, I was like almost like, am I meant to be laughing? But I mean, it's so kind of surreal and over the yeah. top at the same time that I'm finding this really funny. But then it goes so scary in like yeah. a minute. You That's know? Misery. Like Misery yeah. is another example of that, like that kind of mixture of camp and horror. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I like to listen to you guys talk. Um, we're into movie reviews. You've been to see Hustle. Yeah. This I got really it. bad reviews, by the way. I, I know. Yeah, well, it's been I getting know, atrocious reviews this morning. You enjoyed it? I, I quite liked it. I don't think that it's like going to change the... Basically, it's another one of these female-led sure. you know, remakes. Reboot, yeah. We've seen a lot of these, like um, the Overboard one, uh, Ocean's 8 and everything. And I think that none of them have really kind of convinced people that these are necessarily a good idea yet. Or that they can kind of stand on their own two feet. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, but at the same time, this is, you know, a story that has been, you know, told time and time again with, you know, two con artists, one who's kind of low rent, one who's high class. (coughs) Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. See, that's the most famous adaptation of it. But even then, it was a movie in the 50s. It's been adapted into a musical. So it has, it is one of those stories that that is. Yeah, it just can be taken again and again and again. Exactly. So there's no point in being like, this is the female-led remake. It's just kind of another adaptation of the same story, if you get what I mean. But I thought it was a bit of fun. I had like a number of laughs during it. I think that Anne Hathaway is really underestimated for how good a comedic actress she is. Because if you think about it, her roots are in the likes of The Princess Diaries, which is so funny, The Devil Wears Prada. She's even made like not necessarily good like good movies really funny like Ocean's 8 I think she was one of the best characters in it uh, Bride Wars which was this kind of really dumb movie with Kate Hudson but she was really really funny in it so I think that she people really underestimate what a great like comedic actress she is because she's a great dramatic actress as well obviously yeah. she won the Oscar for Les Mis and everything but she is really really funny whether she's doing kind of the over the top you know arms flailing type of thing or like just delivering those like kind of biting one liners she's really good and even there's a bit in the trailer that I laugh every time I watch it I don't know what it is about it but it comes at the end and it's when Rebel Wilson's character has like shot her butler and she was meant to miss the butler but she ended up accidentally shooting him and she does this laugh that just (laughs) makes me laugh every time I watch it it's just so fake and pretentious and it's just like it fits the scene and the moment so perfectly so I love her in it now one thing I will say for Rebel Wilson's character in it like I saw Isn't It Romantic a few weeks ago and I love it I think that Rebel Wilson Mm -hmm. plays a really good vulnerable lead and I would love to see her in more of those kind of roles in this film she's again that whole pitch perfect funny fat girl type of character basically kind of playing herself and I I find that a little dull and I do think that it's going to get old yeah the more and more projects she does you know yeah. in that type of role but generally i found it fun i do think that it's a movie made for like a kind of girls movie i was gonna actually, say that you know? yeah i was gonna because say that any like and i don't mean this like stereotypically or anything but any guys i have talked to who saw it just didn't get anything out of it right. I, you know? I was, that's what i was gonna say because yeah. I, there, there is you know uh, like 
how do I put it this? Uh, like, it's it's the sort of thing of like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I think if a woman was to watch that film, there'd be jokes that they would automatically recognize yeah. Yeah. that a man wouldn't like. Sure, yeah. yeah. Do you know that kind of yeah. way? Like, and it's just because like, it's yeah. just... Like, w- even like the kind of chemistry between the characters and like the little like jabs they kind of take yeah. with the guys. Like, we would kind of recognize that. Like, yeah. ooh, I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. But, but because like, it's so archetypal and kind of formulaic, is, like, does it just write itself or are there any surprises yeah. in it or what? Not really, no. Like I said, <laughs> no. no, as in like, well... It's a real romp. No, <laughs> the reason why I say that is because story-wise, <laughs> it basically plays out exactly the same as Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Okay. Right. You know, oh, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. So I kind of knew where all the like twists and the turns and beats were coming. Exactly. Um, but like I said, for me, most of it was sold off the back of Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Who? I, yeah, actually, yeah. no, wait a second. I need to ask you this because okay. I, I didn't, we didn't talk about this last week and I need to ask about this. Did yeah. you tell her about that whole thing? There's this story, right? There's this story. But gather round, children, and let me tell you the story. <laughs> that I'm hijacking off Deirdre. I don't know why, but I'm doing it anyway. Brilliant. So, Deirdre uh, nearly played a younger version of Anne Hathaway in Ella Enchanted. <laughs> no, you did. You auditioned for it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I nearly got it. But like, you nearly uh, did. You auditioned. Into the last two you auditioned. Right. Did you? Were you down to the last two? No. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> this was like first round auditions. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> so I didn't Well, now, Brian, before you tell the story, yes, she did tell Anne Hathaway about it, and we've got it on interview footage. So we cut to it now. And it's such a pleasure to meet you today. Um, actually, I have to mention, years ago, I auditioned for Ella Enchanted to play you? the younger version of your character. So it's so oh cool being God, able to meet you Oh my God, it's so nice to see you. Yeah. Oh, that's really, really sweet. Yeah, because Ella Enchanted like filmed back in Ireland where I'm from and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You, do you live in Dublin or do you live? In Dublin, okay, yeah. exactly. So yeah, it's just, it was just one of those like cool, crazy coincidences. So Anne, we've loved seeing your career over the years, you know, since then and up to the hustle and everything. And it's been really interesting seeing you all between comedy and drama. Is that something you've done as a kind of conscious career decision or has it just worked out that way really? A little bit of both. Yeah. A little bit of both. You know, um, getting my start with The Princess Diaries was so lucky, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, it also made me hyper aware of not wanting to get put into kind of this, you know, cute, sweet, good girl box. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I really wanted I didn't actually know what I wanted when I started, but I knew that I wanted to do as much as I could. (laughs) So my kind of MO when I started was just work with as many directors as you can. Find all the directors that are inspiring you. Mm -hmm. Find out what they're doing. And even if it's two scenes in a movie, just go learn from them, like kind of hone your craft that way. And that meant comedy, that meant drama, that meant this, that meant that. And I don't know, that plan kind of worked. And so you just kind of go with what interests you. And when the script came across my path, I just really, I just had my son and I was just really in the mood to laugh. I just, I just wanted to kind of go and have a ball and um, it was a very easy yes. I just find it so Story funny told. that Brian clearly didn't watch that interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you ask her that in the end? I was like, yeah, it was literally the first question I, I asked I'm Brian. really sorry. I, like, I, I look. It's okay. I listened to your the Revisit podcast. Oh! I know, I'm very sorry. I am very sorry. I know I should. I I promise you, I will, once this is done, I will go watch that interview in full on yeah. entertainment.ie. Incredible. Yeah. Um, but me and Anne, because we're besties. Yeah, now, best mates. First name yeah, basis. sure, yeah. Um, no, we did have a really good chat. And I mean, she is one of the 
nicest actresses yes. I've ever met. She was just so warm and friendly and genuine. And she was so good at like, we were, re if you watch the interview in full, which is on YouTube or on site now, um, she's just so good at switching between, you know how in interviews you only have like five minutes. Yeah. So you're kind of switching between like wanting to get through the questions and like be professional, but also like have a bit of have like a, a laugh. And exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that she was like so good at just switching between the two and kind of like packing a lot into yeah. what was essentially just four to five minutes. Yeah. So I just, it was just such a great experience. And her like, I love her even was good. more. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because like, how do you compact that career? Because Princess Diaries was like, what, 2003, yeah. maybe earlier, yeah, I want to say. That, yeah. So you're talking about like, all, not quite two decades of work, but how do yeah. you kind of, you know, talk about your career and how it went from that to kind of this movie now. And she does talk about the hustle and how it kind of came at the perfect time for her because she just had a kid. And she just wanted to do something that was a bit of fun, yeah, you know, which made lighter. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. that she wouldn't have to commit a huge amount of like energy to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and sense. she does. By the way, she looks absolutely unreal in the hustle. <laughs> the outfits that she's like put into, she just looks like stunning. And I was like, I want your wardrobe again. This is something the female I'll have audiences to be sure to would catch relate that to. <laughs> For that, I mean, like, yeah, just, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm even like so all the like though. can locations, I was like, oh my god, this is so like glam. Again, well, that was part like, of the appeal of yeah. Dirty Rotten Scandals. Well. Yeah, exactly. That kind of yes. upper class. Oh, it was like St. Like, Martin's, so, I think they did it in, or was yeah, it Santa exactly. Fair? Something yeah, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a real romp. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a romp. Dave, producer Dave, are you looking forward to seeing it? Am I what? <laughs> I don't know if I've sold it to you guys. I know, um, yeah. No, don't it. <laughs> what was your final rating? Um, I think I gave it three out of five in the end. Yeah, it's like fun. this, it's yeah. like I, I saw some of the reviews last night for it and it was. I just saw the words excruciatingly unfunny. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't that think. That seems a lot. No. I don't think it deserves that. I mean, there have been some bad comedies over the last year. Yeah. Really, no, excruciatingly. Like <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And it is definitely not among them. Fair. Yeah, very yeah. fair. All right, we'll move on to Detective Pikachu, which you've both seen. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, uh, right, I'll be honest, like, I, you were saying, you were, before we went on air, yep. you were a giant Pokemon nerd. Yeah, um, like, I loved the TV show. I yeah. did the trading card game for about a week and got bored of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had the Pokemon Game Boy game, game Boy which I loved. Of course. How about yes. you? Yeah, red, blue, yellow, that's about it. How about you there, Producer Dave? Nah, never really played him. Charlotte? No. Um, not never no play, never played at all. Well, sure, no. you're you're older than Christ, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, over thirty three. But no, but no, but to be fair, no, like I mean, I, it's you have a point there because it was kind of a, no, but like as in it was after You'd my have been. What's that, Sonny? <laughs> <laughs> I love no. your guys' Pokemon, <laughs> but it's no, but like it's true. Like it was, it, it was after you my, missed the boat on it. Yeah. I did, I did miss the boat on it because like the thing that was kind of around in my day was. <laughs> Uh, Power Rangers. And just I watched Power Rangers as well. Oh, yeah. you did. Um, I think one show you watched that I didn't was Transformers. Transformers, yeah. yeah. Transformers, right, yeah. yeah. That was that our was own more, as well. That was you your know, early 80s. That was my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did you still enjoy yourself? 
Pikachu. Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's my point. Yeah, I like I knew a little bit. Like I knew like I knew who Psyduck was, and I knew who sure. like Clefairy was, and I knew who Jigglypuff was. Like I knew to some of the names, and I knew what they did. I didn't. What? They're the ones I remember. No, they are great. And um, that was it. So like it was kind of like cool. And, like they're very well realized. This is the thing I would say. Okay, yeah. It's very very well realized. Yeah. Like, um, and like that kind of level of. I guess the feeling of tactile, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of feel like they're really there. I feel like they were getting some flack early on for the kind of textures Initially, of all the Pokemon yeah, you get used to. Yeah, I remember, yeah, they were saying that apparently like Jigglypuff shouldn't have had fur or something. I was like, I don't care. Like, sure, just yeah. show me the thing. I like, know, I think they, well, although I don't know if they maybe changed it for the final look. For some reason, I remember when I saw the trailer, she looked kind of like dingy or something but then for the actual movie I was like oh no yeah it because works. it was a yeah. fear that it was going to look like Winnie the Pooh Winnie the Pooh looked yeah, really looked kind awful. of okay yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. but that yeah. was a kind of a stylistic choice like Sonic yeah. basically over realised or whatever Christ can we talk about it that? is kind of funny that so- the Sonic trailer did land around the time of Detective like, Pikachu sure. and it's like how to like adapt cartoons to you know a live action atmosphere well yeah. and how to do it very very poorly yes sure yes absolutely yeah mm. I mean you could not get a better example of here's how to do it here's how not to do wow. it wow yeah um, but no I really enjoy this like I mean I and again I, I say this as somebody who was not didn't have doesn't have that emotional resonance mm. that you and you have mm. with it um, I was just going into it kind of like, okay, I'll just take this at face value. And I enjoyed it. I will say that, like, the plot is wafer thin. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it is... There yes. is very, very right. formulaic. You could... It's look. got a pretty short run in time as well. Yeah, like one... What, an hour and... A hundred, 40 or something. Yeah. An, yeah. Hour, an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, sure. around that. Which is fine. Yeah. Like, it, that's good. Like, at no it's a nice point, little snack. Exactly. That's it. Like, it was perfect. It, like, rolled to a good stop. At no point was I thinking, oh, Christ, hurry up with this. Like, it very went beat to beat to beat. Mm. And that's kind of, like, helped it, the fact that, like, it's a detective story. It is literally a progressive thing. That he has to go here to go mm. there to get to that. Of course, that. right. So that keeps the plot going the whole way through. Mm. And, like, Ryan Reynolds, I would compare this to something like uh, Bill Murray in Ghostbusters, where he is literally just hurling every joke he can and they're just cutting left Everything and right. Everything he can do at a PG rating. At a PG rating, yeah, true, yeah. Apparently, yeah, because apparently he said he made that amount of jokes that they could literally... There could be an R-rated... There could be an R-rated version of it. Like, and I was that. like, I would totally watch that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, it's it was a very, very well-made film. Like, the, the dynamic between him and Justice Smith was very, very good. Very good, yeah. Um, the support and cast was very good. And, like, the, the Pokemon... Bill Nighy's in there? Bill Nighy's oh, in really? there, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he's... Decent enough. Um, Except the female character was a bit of a manic pixie yeah. girl and she didn't really have much to do. And think. she was a journalist as well and she and she had a side duck and I was like, that's perfect. Of course. Uh, like, I like, I was like, of course. And I still don't understand how it's married itself to the like film noir genre. Is it just... It, it, well, like, I mean, it's... I, I say it's glancingly mar- detective-based. Yeah, it's like, it's like your most... Like Brian was saying there, it's your most basic detective yeah, sure. story. He's got a hat. Yeah, he's got, he's a, got hat. a hat. There's neon. There's so. a mystery, and they solve it. Like it's so, <laughs> it's so basic. Like, it's so basic. Yeah, but like, I don't think having some big Chinatown esque plot would have made it better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this needs to go a level deeper. You know what I mean? Like, sure. It's like two dittos and it's like, oh, it's my daughter. It's my... It's like, All right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, no, but like, it, it's the fact that the plot, the plot was way over thin. 
I'm criticizing it, but at the same time, I don't think a more dense plot would have yeah. helped sure. in any kind yeah. of way. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was good though. I enjoyed it. Well, I yeah. heard that the Pokemon have a kind of you're emotionally invested in them, or yeah. they're yeah. very sympathetic or something. Yeah, I think it's the kind of thing of like well. I, I don't know. You, mm. you, again, you can tell me this, or if, I, if I'm talking out of my hoop. But um, my understanding of it is that like the, you bond with a with a Pokemon, and that's kind of like your familiar almost your representation of your in, inward self. Oh, I, okay, I, I, you know what I mean. Mm. So like the idea of like you I'm know, I'm just smiling because it's funny how you're taking like phrases from different franchises and stuff. What familiar? That's yeah. the thing. That's like that's from mythology. Isn't like. that in a? Oh, I thought it was in was a it movie. Golden recently. Compass or something? I don't know. Something well, yeah, like it's that. in the Golden Compass, yeah, but like I mean, it's a, it's a mythological thing as well. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would your familiar be, Brian? And we did this. We actually did this. Uh, somebody <laughs> said I'd be the dog from Up. Apparently, was my oh, familiar. yeah, yeah. Um, and Deirdre was a gazelle. Fiona Flynn had a robin. Oh, I think we were doing, oh, yeah, because we were doing like animals. Animals, yeah, yeah like yeah. kind of like your Patronus. What, like, what would yours be, pro- producer Dave? I don't, re- I can't remember. We did this, yeah, we did everybody. Oh, uh, actually, an I was eel, a maybe. People decided I was a beaver. Yes. Beaver. Beaver. Yeah. yeah. And Charlotte was, I remember, was a raven. I remember wow. that. Yeah, Charlotte was a, yeah, I think that's <laughs> she what didn't look happy. She didn't look happy with the dog. like, it's a real, like, yeah. I'm going to choose cockroach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Turn over at its side. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, no, yeah, I, I have to say, no, I did enjoy this film for what it was. And like, Ryan Rounds was very funny in it. And I had a lot of laughs. And yeah. it was a good romp. Yeah, yeah. a real romp. <laughs> Alright, we're going to throw to producer Dave's movie oh, cor- corner. Oh, I didn't get to say what I thought. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought this was a joint interview, or whatever. I was just <laughs> saying yeah to everything he was saying. <laughs> Alright, D. Hurry it up. Contribute. <laughs> Contribute. No, do, do, do. After you ramble for... Okay, he did, anyway. he really did. <laughs> well, I'll just add that from the perspective of a real fan. Oh! <laughs> oh here we go. No, me and my uh, boyfriend, Ivan, went to see it, and we actually went to a family screening of it which was kind of interesting because I was interested to see how kids responded to it so the one big thing I will say for it no two big things any Ryan Reynolds fans will be delighted because it is exactly what you would imagine Ryan Reynolds as a crime-solving Pikachu Pikachu to be exactly that real rump Um, (laughs) the second thing I'll really say for the movie and Brian touched on this was how well they integrated the Pokemon into the world like you really did Believe, believe that they were these there. Pokemon were a part of this world, and like you know, the I suppose that's like related to the acting as well. You yeah. know, the fact that they really believed in it, but mostly down to like the CGI and the special effects. Like I was like, I want to go to this city and walk around and Ryan see city. all the Pokemon and like go around and pet them and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they're very good. Like yeah, yeah you yeah. want like you're the, yeah. when you're watching like wow, I really wish yeah. Pokemon yeah. were real kind of thing. Yeah. But um, it's strange because it's a new IP in a way, is it? Yeah. Like I mean, it's not like it's never been done. It's a strange place to start. Do you think we're in for a 50 of them or? oh definitely well like I mean there's, a, there's a sequel successful like yeah yeah like yeah. I mean there's a sequel in the works already mm-hmm. like. of course right. but then again you see this is it like I wonder how they're going to mm. without kind of giving the end in a way yeah. I wonder how they're going to will he still Set be a detective yeah well, that's it like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's kind of it like how yeah. they're they going to move it on without yeah. the Sure. No, I know what you mean. Um, unless they kind of follow other, you know, owners and their Pokemon's journeys, it could be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say for it is, having gone to the kids screening, is that the kids were responding to it so so well. Like Good. you get some screenings where the kids just show no interest. In fact, sadly enough, I think that the most 
attentive I've ever seen kids at a screening was Nativity Rocks. Oh, I think there's something about when kids see themselves represented on the big screen that they just respond enough. really positively to. And I think that is why that franchise has had like, what is it, five or six really rubbishy that movies. But they keep turning them out yeah. and they keep on doing really well. Um, but where Van and I were sitting, it was so cute. There were all these kids sitting behind us and every time they saw Pokemon, they were recognized. They were like, that's him, that's him, that's him. Which was That's, so cute. Yeah. And then there was like this like Pokemon that came out <laughs> that was like way bigger than it is in like the series or the okay, parts or whatever right. it is now. I think that they have like so many series but and like Pokemon spin-off. Though, like, and so they have like spin-off movies sure, yeah, and everything. Yeah. There's something like like when I was growing up, there were 150 official species and now there are 809. So it's yeah. expanded really? into this whole big thing. Yeah, and like God. the current generation, there are some there are a lot of like diehard like and yeah, other, yeah, like younger viewers, but like there was this one Pokemon that's really much bigger than it had been kind of originally. Charizard, was it? No, it was the one that like kind of it's like integrated into a mountain or something. Oh, Remember, um, they all kind of start standing up Pokemon. then. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it's called. Dignog. No, well, it's I, maybe that was it. But the kids were like, <laughs> oh my God, it's like a hundred times bigger than it's meant to be. No, it's a billion times. And they wow, eventually settled wow. on, no, it's a gazillion times bigger. Definitely. Did you tell them to shut up? No, because it was so cute. Some of them are trying to watch a movie. No, they were so cute. I'm from my they job. were so enthusiastic that they actually added to my enjoyment Brilliant. of the movie. Ah. So I think that if like family bring, if families bring their little kids, I don't think adults are going to get much out of it. I was watching this thinking, this is really kiddish. Like I was getting a bit of a thrill, like I said, just seeing the yes. world. But the story is so basic. Yeah. Um, yeah there are some. There are some like adult themed jokes that uh, Ryan Reynolds did manage yeah, to sneak in there. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, like, you know how Toy Story and the Road Del Drive yeah, sure, like that, yeah, they've yeah. been able to kind of Just sneak them in enough. and you're like, I know what you're doing there. So I think that'll kind of help see adults through. But like Brian said, the plot is so basic and everything. They're not going to get much out of it. But I'm interested to see how well it does in the box office. Yes. Yeah. Because I think that'll determine the future of the franchise. The live action ones anyway. And then anyway. wait for 500 more. Yeah. yeah. No, mm. Is it a real romp? It is a It's a real romp. It's a real romp. It's a real romp. All right, Dave, take it away. You've been uh, watching films again this month, I believe. I have, yeah. Like a big easy. Um, I've only watched three in the last week. I watched Velvet Buzzsaw. Which oh, is on yeah. Netflix. Yes. I've briefly spoken to Brian about. Yes, we uh, did. I am of the opinion. Are you familiar with it? I've no. heard of it. I know it's a Netflix original and it's like the same director as Nightcrawler. It's yeah. the same, yeah, same yeah. crew as Nightcrawler Jake and Paul. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is sure to be good. Mm. It wasn't. Uh, really not great no and too creepy I, or not creepy enough not good enough yeah in any aspect really and like you, I was talking to Brian about like uh, do you know this typical movie representation of like art gallery people specifically over in the states that they wear ridiculous clothes and are ridiculous black turtle this. yeah this kind of crack like and even more just that I think that it's all a long-running prank by the movie people to make art people look stupid. Yeah, that's because I haven't yeah. met any of those people in my everyday existence. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm not in many art galleries. I perhaps should, <laughs> but are there people like that? Do you know people like that? Well, that's your biggest gripe with the film. Is... Oh no, I had way more gripes. But this was my <laughs> this overarching thing. I was like, yeah. people You've seen it. like this. Yeah, and too like, many turtlenecks. Well, no, like I mean, like I, there, I. Like, my girlfriend works in a modern art gallery. Like, she's literally around all these people that he's talking about. Sure. And none of them dress 
in any way, shape, or form. Like, he's absolutely right. Like, it's gas. What like, does it need? More Like, more... Baggy pants? More unironed shirts and more black-eyed... Like, they, nobody look... <laughs> like, nobody who works in Kate's gallery looks anything like <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal or, 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 or Tony Collette or any of them. It's not like that at all. Like, a, like it's yeah. n- not even close. Like, I'd be interested to see where it all started. Yeah. Like it's where this whole it's trope yeah. really is. Stereotype came from. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, you could probably trace it back to like, you know, Andy Warhol or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. yeah. that's kind of where it kind of all came from. True, yeah. Um, but yeah, Volvo Buzzsaw, like it was, talking about camp, Velvet Buzzsaw was Absolutely camp. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, ridiculously. Yeah. Um, I, for an accurate representation of gallery uh, workers, I would recommend The Square. Oh. There you are. All right. Oh, that was such a weird film. I'll I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I mean, there were some bits in it that were very funny. Yeah. Like, t- darkly yeah. funny. <laughs> really messed up. Um, yeah. Uh, I also watched Snowpiercer. Ooh. Which I thought was a bit poor. You were doing, were you doing a Netflix binge? Because that was added at the start of the month, wasn't it? Uh, Perhaps I saw it on Netflix now. Watching yeah. Telius was, uh, and yeah, I thought it was it was good, but like, eh, overblown. Chewing gum for the eyes. Yeah, like people were talking about that thing, like it was the second coming of Jesus. Why are we talking about Jesus so much? But no, because <laughs> you're older than him, clearly. Yeah, um, but no, but yeah, Snowpiercer. <laughs> Snowpiercer. People always talk about like, oh my god, you got to see Snowpiercer. Yeah, it had this kind of like mythology, and then when you actually. Yeah. Sat down and watched it. It's like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's grand. It's a grand. lot of people broke it down. I remember seeing a really good movie essay on a YouTube channel called yeah. Every Frame of Painting. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I remember that. It was that. about it's how his done. character's always moving left to right. and Yeah, it's constant progression. They're constantly moving. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, fine, that's there. That's but, it. But that's kind of it. Like, if that's what you're kind of pinning all your hopes on. like, it, No, it's, it's, it's good. It's just the way people talked about it. It's kind of like, yeah. it's kind of like how I feel about All Boy. Okay, right. Like, all the way, like, it's good. People need to get a grip, though. It's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. a totally fine film. It's, it's that one Korean movie yeah. that you... Yeah, that one one Korean into. movie that everybody knows, huh? You know, Fair like, enough. come on, like, what do you think? I haven't seen it, but I was going to ask you, Producer Dave, um, was there kind of something of, like, a thrill of seeing Chris Evans in another type of environment that wasn't, like, Marvel-related. Was that part of the enjoyment of it? Because I was half I wondering if that's why Netflix added it. I, sure. I wouldn't say it was, anyway, thrilling. Like, I, I was able to separate him from the whole Captain America thing. Yeah, mm. um, yeah I thought he was good. I thought mm. he was a decent enough performance. I just thought there was just a lot of ridiculousness. A lot of campiness, again, yeah. actually. Was uh, it John Hurt's last film? Or one of them. Uh, I seem to remember that. He, he, I remember he had quite a few last films that all kind of came out at the same yeah. time, including um, Jackie. So I'm not sure which one exactly I was the Jackie last release. Sure. Yeah. Do you want to know a piece of John Hurt trivia, which Please. I stand to be corrected on, but the viewers might like? Apparently, his favorite pub was the Cobblestone in Smithfield. Oh, Didn't know that. How good nice. is that? Yeah, I know he had. I remember he was when he was on um, Who Do You Think You Are, and he like was kind of of the opinion that he had like he was related. Irish roots or something. Irish roots. It turned out he didn't at all. He thought like cool. he, <laughs> oh, no, but no, but you see, no, <laughs> like he, no, but like, for, no, but you see, for years he would kind of identified of it, like, and it's like his he had like a very kind of murky family history, like, and he thought okay. that he was like the illegitimate son of some sort of 
Irish Protestant descendants. Oh, okay. And, right. he, and, he, and it turned out he wasn't. But like, <laughs> no, but he was really kind of like I, I identified as Irish, kind of like how like Peter O'Toole. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like you know, but um, cobblestone. Yeah, it's a good pub, and I don't even drink. For more of this, tune into the film show each week. <laughs> what camera? Which week? Currently and next week. Oh, great. But uh, no, that great spot to leave it on. I guess. Oh, wait, uh, mention next week. Oh, well. sorry, of course, yes. So, Mike Sheridan, <laughs> currently away, is interviewing Keanu Reeves for Ooh. a movie I think you guys have mentioned before. Yes, it's this film called, I think it's John Jonathan Tick? Wick. John, John Wick. That's yes. John Wick. Parabellum. Parabellum. That's a terrible, I will say this, right? I would not want to speak ill of it, but chuck, John, saying John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. It's quite a mouthful. Quite the mouthful. Just mm. John Wick Chapter 3. You know, or, yeah. or John Wick 3 Parabellum. At least drop one of the words. Yeah, drop one of them. Like, I don't yeah. need... Was it called Chapter 2 Untitled? You know, there it was, was no John sec- Wick Chapter 2. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I would have been perfectly happy with John Wick Chapter 3. Or John Wick 3 Parabellum. Or John Wick 3. It's Aren't a great gripe to bring into next week. <laughs> <laughs> sure will. And we'll bring Keanu Reeves into next week as well. Yeah. Woo! Oh, it's going to be a good oh, chat. Charlotte like, made him do a mic test, by the way. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Charlotte was just like, didn't give a damn who he was. Could you like, count to ten there, you're Keanu? Gonna, you're going to count to ten, whether you like it or not, Keanu. <laughs> That's what this. we call BDE. Charlotte had BDE. What's that stuff for? I, I mean, yeah, big dick energy, like. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was last there. You didn't get that? Yeah, it was just like real, like, I don't give a, I don't give a, I don't give a. <laughs> but would you not have to do a mic check, more. no? <laughs> yeah, but like, is Why it... Why wouldn't it, someone do a mic check? <laughs> Team Charlotte over here. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> also, See, if you were going to mic understand. check anyone... You don't understand what goes on behind this site. This is it. I have no concept of the production that goes into the film show. And let me tell you, the Perrias, these are troopers. And you as well, because I know you do the edit as well. These are troopers. I swear to God, we would not be able to do a show without you. And I'm not, I know this is getting a little bit emotional, but I swear to God, the show would not exist without you. Well, now that I've had a taste of the high life, I'm never editing another video again. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, this has been The Film Show, and we'll see you next week. Entertainment.ie I love the way you say film.